Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. Okay, I am going to throw a little shout out to one of my previous guests, who is Mel Robbins. She has something called the five second rule, which can help change your life. But I have something called the 24 hour rule to help you go across the bridge of the emotion to to avoid emotion commotion, like my father in law says, and to also find a way to just feel better about a situation that you have been struggling with. This will help if you have an argument with your spouse or a friend, or if it's just something that's happening at work that bothers you. So go on this 24-hour journey with me, but it's only about 30 minutes. Don't get scared and get ready to trust and believe. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, what's up, everybody? Let's talk about this 24-hour thing. You know, my friend Mel Robbins has this thing called the five-second rule, which I absolutely love. Well, I have something called the 24-hour rule, and I touched on it in the previous podcast about people respecting your barriers and respecting you. But I love to talk about the 24-hour rule. Now, let me explain exactly what it is. The 24-hour rule is basically a grudge buster. It is 24 hours to let yourself get over any kind of emotional struggle you're going through, to get past anger. Maybe you need 24 hours just to celebrate and have a good time and move on. And the reason why the 24-hour rule came about is because of my incredible, and I mean that, relationship with my husband. Let me set the tone. For those of you who know Scott, you know he always says, picture it, Sicily, 1963. (laughs) If you don't get that joke, Scott thinks he was born in 1861 and he feels like he's old. But anyway, that's just a side joke. So when we met, Scott and I would have intense conversations, but not necessarily arguments. We would just have conversations. I would get highly emotional in some of these really deep conversations. It was... Um, as I was going through my second bout of therapy and I just had a lot of emotion uh, to release in my life. And so the minute I was, my eyes would start tearing up, or I would get upset and not at him, just at the situation or even just talking about things that happened in my past. 
the first thing he would say is, don't be sad, don't be sad, don't be sad. And that pissed me off even more. I'm like, well, I'm sad. Why am I not allowed to be sad, right? He didn't understand that I wanted to get sad. Now, the reason why is because Scott was the kind of person that suppressed his emotions. And I relied on my emotions. And so we were on two completely opposite ends of the spectrum until after many, many, many talks like that in a few years, we had to come up with this rule, which was the 24-hour rule, which is allowing both of ourselves to healthily give ourselves 24 hours to deal with whatever situation we're going through. Because there are times when I'm really sad about something with work and I'm, it's stressing me out. And I don't want to push my emotion away because then I feel like when I used to push my emotion away, I would sweep it under the rug, which we talked about before. And that's just not healthy. Also, one of the things and the reasons why I like connecting to my emotions is because it's my way of working through it. I've said so many times you have to go across the bridge of the emotion to get to the other side. And so what I realized is in 24 hours, I am able to either cry about something, be bad about something, and I find myself progressively dealing with it better, whereas most of the time, 24 hours later, I've come up with more of an educated response instead of only an emotional response. I find myself so many times getting ready to respond to a text or email. And if I actually sent the first message that I wrote, people would be like, damn, like I would literally blow somebody's hair back. Like (laughs) their hair would singe off with the anger that I was spewing in my words. And so for me, I've realized that at the inception of that, I know not to communicate to anyone else, but I like to feel the emotion. And usually it's now less than 24 hours later, but it used to be 24 hours later, I was able to respond to a person or respond to the situation in a much better way. Because when your emotions are heightened, when you are in that space, you're not necessarily thinking like you would help a friend. At that moment, it's like a fight or flight situation, right? You are just like, I'm ready to go for it or I'm going to retreat. And neither one of them are always the best option, especially when it comes to communication, because a lot of times we have to use that 24-hour rule because of our ability or inability to communicate our feelings. Now, that was me. For Scott, what's really amazing and great and what he does is he's still not like super emotional, but he will say, I need 24 hours to make a business decision. Because a lot of times he would make immediate decisions, especially when it comes to business, based on money. Like, if we're not making money, no. Or let, and, and he now says, give me 24 hours before I say yes or no. And I really respect that. And I love that because I know 24 hours later, he's going to come back and not be so focused in one area. And that's the other thing that can happen at the beginning of the 24 hours and the beginning of your emotional state is when something immediately happens, you can fixate on one thing. Go back to the email or text example. If someone writes you a text message that is less than positive or that negatively affects you, you focus on one thing and then you go into that tornado and you are just like wanting to just whatever. Whereas like 24 hours later, you have been able to really think about it. 
But in that 24 hours, and this is extremely important, in that 24 hours, you also have to make a conscious effort to make your way across that bridge of emotion. You have to find your way to a better way of communicating. And it's not always just communicating to other people. You also have to find a way, a better way to communicate to yourself. And this is the most important within that 24 hour rule. How are you communicating to yourself? Because if you stay in that tornado, you're probably not going to be able to step outside of yourself and say, what is it that I have to do? A lot of times in that 24 hours, I literally visualize either talking to another friend or what would another friend tell me? So I would be like, for example, I would be like, okay, what would Alex say to me here? You know, or I would say, what would Scott say to me here? And that way I'm able to, you know, really kind of like take myself out of that emotion. And that's how you work your way through that 24 hours. And that's the 24 hour rule. Now I'm gonna get into some examples. Someone put in the chat, there's the reaction and a response. And I've definitely spoken about this before. Usually at the beginning of that 24 hours, you have an immediate reaction, which is a reflex, right? So if someone goes to punch you, you and your stomach, you automatically flex. It's a natural reaction. It's your reflexes. And that's what happens a lot of times initially when someone is disrespectful to you or when you weren't able to to negotiate that car at the right price. If you refresh the page when you're trying to book a flight and the flights just went up like $200, you're like, what the fuck? Right? You get so mad when sometimes you wait 24 hours and it fluctuates. So a lot of times it's like you react a certain way and then you may either buy that ticket. You're like, I'm just going to get it done. And you're like, hold on. The other side of that is how do I respond to this? And to take that a little bit further is your response is your ability to problem solve, really. And that's the muscle that you have to strengthen. Your ability to problem solve. When we were uh, doing Let's Get Up, In Hawaii, when we were filming in Hawaii, we had something crazy happen. And the only reason why I can't go into details is because it involves someone else and, you know, whatever. But we had something really crazy happen, and the emotions were high. And when I tell you high, I mean high as a kite, wink, wink. I mean, it was so crazy. And, you know, I remember texting Carl. And, you know, it was this whole thing happening, whole thing happening. And I didn't want to text him the entire time that we were filming Let's Get Up. Even through the issues that we had, I was like, I'm not going to text him. I'm not going to text him. I'm not going to text him. And I had to send him a text because it was getting a little bit crazy. And so I was like, hey, I didn't want to text you, but this is what's going on. But I'm a really great problem solver. So, you know, let me handle this. And, you know, he wrote me back and it was an amazing response. He was like, you know, as a CEO of this company, one of my main jobs is to be a great problem solver too. And I just thought that was really cool that in my head, I was like, I have to strengthen my problem solving muscle. And someone who's owned a company for 20 plus years, a billion dollar company, that is one of the things that he told me he has to do every single day. And so it was really cool to kind of maneuver our way through this issue that we had. And on the other side of it, 
was it came down to 24 hours. And in that 24 hours, I tell you guys, there were some unpleasant moments, right? But had we not gone through those unpleasant moments, had we not tried to problem solve and maneuver our way through, we would have swept it under the rug and people would have continued working together while holding on to this, this uneasy feeling. And so, and the reason why I say that is because the 24 hours is not going to always be joyful. There may be some really rough and rocky times in that 24 hours. There just are. In all of our relationships, like we can all say in all, all of our relationships, like we love our spouse, we love our best friend, but we've all had some sort of negative situation with them. We just do. It's what happens in relationships. But you don't throw it away. You work your way through it. And I just feel like 24 hours of working your way through it to come up with a great response instead of just relying on your reaction slash reflex will help you really strengthen that problem solving muscle. It is when it comes to communication. And I know you all know my father-in-law. And if you don't, Bill Blocker, he has a book, Achieve Beyond Expectations. You know, he talks about emotion commotion. And that's pretty much what is happening in the beginning of that 24 hours. Emotion, commotion, child. We are, but you know, like for me, you know, me, he and I have had this conversation about this. I'm like, well, I like it. I like having emotion, commotion. I'm like, I love that good old roller coaster. And you guys probably hear me talk about Alex a lot too. And I know Alex, we both from the East Coast, like we want to cut somebody out. Like there's something about going through that initial phase that's like the blast off. That's like the rocket ship for me setting off. Somebody like Scott is completely different. Scott starts off with like, oh, hold on. Like, I don't, like, we don't need to go there, right? So there's, there's, there's different ways. Those different ways wouldn't be possible or necessary if they weren't naturally in the natural human response. And so we just have to, and that's why I love the 24 hour rule because it helps us work our way through whatever we naturally feel. Now, here's the other thing when you're going through the 24 hour rule that's really important. One of the first things to do after you try not to like throw somebody's emotions away or throw your own emotions away is really just say to yourself, why am I responding that way? I've told the story so many times of when, you know, Scott used to pat my butt as a love tap and it freaked me out. And I used to just get mad not knowing why, but I had to go back into my life and be like, wait, why am I getting mad at that right away? Oh, you were sexually abused. That's how your molestation started. Of course, there's going to be some sort of, you know, subconscious reaction to that. There are a lot of people who get text messages and they don't get mad. And some of, why are you getting a text message? Like, why are you getting mad? Or what was in that text message, right? How do you say, is it because that person treats you the wrong way? Because if it was somebody who was really nice, you might be like, oh, they probably meant that wrong. Like, I know that wasn't them, you know, really being mean or whatever. It's also, you have to go back into the past. What is the history of whatever you're reacting to? And that's a great way to just do some self-reflection. So if that does happen again, you can start yourself off on a better path to that 24-hour rule. For me, my 24 hours has, like I said, been cut into 12, eight, four, sometimes within minutes because I'm able to process I'm able to go through the emotion, push it away from myself, be like, that's not my issue, and I'm able to move on. So the more you practice that problem-solving muscle, the more you actually go internally and figure out why am I even responding or reacting this way? Why is my reflex this? Then you know, okay, I know that's my reflex for that, and then you can practice that so that you can problem-solve a little quicker. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is probably somewhat of an unpopular topic when it comes to the 24 hour rule, but there are some people out there who will understand me. For those of you who listen to my podcast with Teresa Caputo, you know that certain people feel things in certain ways. And so there are a lot of people who are just natural feelers out there. They can walk into a room and it affects them or it just really affects them in a negative way. And they feel the energy for people like you you have to learn how to like disperse that energy because I'm the same way. Now, here's some of the things that I do. And I take a lot of pride in being able to do this. If you're a person who feels people's energy and you're going to be around them for a while, how do you kind of like make that feel better? For me, when I walk into a restaurant, sometimes I literally say to the host, uh, you know, the person who's seating everyone, I'm like, give me the person that is having the worst day and they look at me like what and scott's like here we go i'm like who's having the worst day and this is how i practice as a person who like feels people's energy and it affects me a lot this is how i practice dealing with that so scott and i will usually sit down at the table and you can tell the the server or or waiter or waitress i don't know what the correct term is nowadays but the person who's helping you out the day and taking your order you can tell they're in a bad mood. And I look at Scott and I'm like, watch this. They're going to have the best day ever after I finish with them. And I'll be like, and if it's a guy or a girl, I'll be like, girl. I'm like, if they start talking about it, I'm like, me too. And you just like cut it. And that way it helps me later when people aren't in a bad, when aren't in a good mood. If it's not directed toward me, of course, you know, it just helps me feel a way to deal with it and to understand that it's not about me because there's a lot of times when people are mad it's not about you so for all my feelers out there just know you also while you have the ability to feel the energy in a room you also and this is for everyone your actions oh my god have the ability to you know really just make things better your actions and just just leading with kindness there is this book that I read for the first time last night to my kids. It is called What the Road Said. Has anyone ever read that book? I don't know if you have, but let me tell you something. So we get into the room. The boys are in bed. You know, the sound machine's on. The moon and stars are playing. And they're like, Papa, can you read the book from Hawaii? And they're like, it's the road book. But I can't find a book. So I just looked down and I choose one book that I know we got from Hawaii. I start reading it. Sander pops up out of bed. He said, no, Papa, that's not the book. And now they have like 30 books on the floor. Like I actually read like 13 books this morning in an hour. I'm not even lying to you to Sander. I was just like, oh my gosh. So he's like, it's kind of dark in the room. He goes around. He's like, hey, it's, it's this book. So anyway, the book is called What the Road Said. I don't have it in front of me or I would literally read it to you all right now because it is unbelievable but what was really amazing about the book is it really takes children 
on a journey of the things that they'll be going through in their life and telling them not to skip the steps, even when things get rough and how to be brave and why it's sometimes great to go in a circle and you're not always going to go forward. Sometimes you have to go backwards and sometimes you have to stop and you have to take a pause, but it's all going to push you forward because we all change. And at the very end of this book, and this was like so incredible, the author writes a letter to children. And in that letter, he also tells adults like this book was made for you too, because he or she as the author wishes that they had this lesson as a kid. I 100% recommend you all finding this book. It is a children's book. It's it's a good one, but everyone should have it on their coffee table. You should have it on Cleo Wade. That's the author's name, Cleo Wade. Everyone should have this book on their coffee table. And I remember, and this was the most incredible thing about reading that book. I finished reading the book and Scott was just sitting there in silence. And we walked out of the room and I was like, oh my gosh, that book. And he, we give each other a high five after, at the end of every day. And after we put the boys to bed and he was like, that book was incredible. I was like, it was. So before that book, my favorite book for my kids was Giraffes Can Dance. And that's still actually one of my top two. But I think what The Road said is actually taking first place. So I all recommend you uh, reading that book. And to close this off, the 24-hour rule is a roadmap to you making a better decision and helping you problem solve. Reflexes are really great if you accidentally step in the street and you see a car coming or you stop, you know, a ball from hitting you that's flying around your house. You know, these are really good. But sometimes reflexes when it comes to communication is not the best thing. And you need to learn how to problem solve and strengthen that problem solve muscle so you can go down the road of positivity. And at the end of 24 hours and hopefully 12, eight, four, or maybe a minute, eventually when you, when you start to strengthen that muscle of problem solving, you feel a whole lot better. Hopefully this helped you trust and believe that your emotions are valid, but you are also in control of your emotions. And like my father-in-law, Bill Blocker says, avoid emotion commotion. Like I said, I personally like the emotion commotion sometimes because it helps me lead my way to a better way and it helps me not react (laughs) the way that I've reacted in the past. But um, it will definitely help you feel better a little bit later. Anyway, I hope you all trust and believe in who you are and trust and believe in your road. If you're experiencing a situation where you're like, no matter what I do, not only am I not getting over it in 24 hours, but it's still lingering and I'm still going through it. The first question I say is, you know, what action steps have you taken to try and address it? And are you doing that daily? Because a lot of times things linger because we may think about them, but if it has to deal with a person, you know, have you, again, have you addressed the person? Have you tried to talk about it? Have you gone to other people for support and help? Uh, because sometimes when we sit in our own situation and we don't talk about it or get an outside view, we still kind of, you know, we go down the same path. We're like, we're going in circles. Like they talk about in the book, what the road said, we'll keep on going in circles. Um, 
I still think you can see progress when you do that, but it definitely gets very frustrating if you're in a situation where you're like, nothing's happening. It's so broad because there are some things that you can deal with when it comes to therapy, right? So if you need to go to therapy, if it's something like that heavy, you can say, all right, I need to go to therapy. This is bothering me. Again, like I talked about before, is, is it something that is within this situation that has also been a part of your past? And that's why this thing is really affecting you and still, still just lingering you and you're not able to let go a piece of it? Because a lot of times, you know, we have to dissect things. You know, we, a doctor can't look at a person's body and just because they have a fever, they're like, oh, you just had the flu. It's like, okay, you have a fever, you have a stuffy nose, your stomach is hurting. What did you eat last night? Like there's a, there's all of these things that you kind of have to go through to help it out. And, you know, I kind of just did this in one of my trainings on Facebook, but, um, and I talked about this a little bit before, but if you make a pie chart and you're like, these are all the issues that are going on within this issue. Is there one issue of this entire thing that's bothering you the most or sticking out more than the other. And then that way you can start to zone in on that individual thing. Because, you know, I talk about my book or like when you're like, it's not the thing, it's the thing. When you're in an argument with your spouse, you know, it's not the thing unless it's like the thing that just happened. A lot of times there's something that's, you know, underlying issue. The other thing I'll say is, and I'll ask and for you to ask yourself is, is this something that happened over time? Like, did this situation that you can't get over, did it build up over time or did it happen right away? When you injure yourself, you know, if you pull a hamstring, you know, right away, it's a pull because most likely you're not going to be able to walk at all. You're not going to be able to flex. You're not going to be able to extend your leg because you pulled a hamstring. But if you wake up the next day and your hamstring is sore, but you weren't, you didn't do it from running, then you know it's something that happened over a long period of time. Or if your knee just starts hurting out of the clear blue, you know that that's something that was an overuse injury or like I said, it happened over a long period of time. So that's kind of what you have to ask yourself. If something's lingering, was it abrupt? Like that text message that you get from somebody, is it abrupt? Are you like, what? Like where the hell did that come from? Or... Was it a series of messages where you're starting to feel like, oh, this person is not being very nice to me. Like, I just picked it up, right? So kind of dissect it, break it into that pie, you know, and see if it's one of those things that's really affecting you the most. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag 
a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.